Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Hello. How are you doing, Crow? Good. Are you? I'm so good. Are you so good? I'm actually excellent. Really? Yeah. Because you sounded a little worked up in our pre-show stuff. Yeah. I've been getting worked up. <laughs> it's not taking much these days, is it? No. Did I tell you last time that I raged at the radio again and like almost lost my voice? I was yelling so much. Is that the last part? Uh, no, but what before you do that, we should uh, welcome our guest, Sparrowhawk. Sparrowhawk, you have anything to say? I guess not. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you raged at the radio? Yeah, I just, uh, I was, uh, and I can't remember what it was. I think I told you about it. And yeah, it, you did. It was some fucker being condescending. Oh, it was one of these um, school board meetings where, mm, um, yeah, where, where he said where the where the guy shows up with three books from the high school uh, library. And the guy on the board said, "Close your mouth, you might learn something." Yeah, shut your mouth, you might learn something. Basically, he said, "You can't read those books in here because they're pornographic." And he goes, and the guy's like, "That's my point." And then they shut his mic off, and then this fucking son of a bitch was so condescending. I, I was like, "No, you're not." If I was at that board meeting, and you know, they cut my mic. I, I got a big boy voice. I could I could make myself heard, and I'd just be shouting at the top of my lungs, and i go, if you want me to stop, turn so the mic back on. You got big voice energy? Yeah. Yes, I do. And uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just infuriating when these fuckers... The whole point of this, uh, these meetings is supposedly is to hear feedback from the parents or the community. And... Uh, so, but then they come up with these arbitrary rules, like when Matt Walsh was showing up and they would try to like, you know, they said, well, you have to be from the county and then, uh, you have to be, and then you only get one minute and it's a hard minute. Like they have a timer going and as soon as that timer's done there, boom, you're out of here and you have to wear a mask and all, you know, all these things. It's like all these stipulations, like, then what's the fucking point? You're, you're, it's a show. You're, you're not, you're not learning or, or hearing issues. You're just, you know, you're just trying to show people that you're in control still. Which, by the way, the one part of that I do agree with is that you got to be from the county. You, yeah, have, that's, that's you have to have some skin in the game. That's fine. But but they... And I agree in time limits, but a one-minute one is ridiculous. Yeah, one minute is ridiculous. Three, five minutes maybe, three to five. Yeah. You can get, you can get what you have to say in that, in that amount of time. But one is, is ridiculous. I mean, like the, the, the length of a song. I told you my uh, Mankato, they had one um, where uh, you had to say your address. When you came up to the podium. That's bullshit. Well, I told you my method for dealing with that, didn't I? Tell them to repeat all their addresses? No, you go up there and you say, I'm such and so and I live at whatever address and have the uh, have the school board uh, president say, uh, that's not your address. And go, yeah, that's, and read it again. I have it right here. This is my address. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's, that's your, address, your address, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. That's good. And just do, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I I mistakenly read your address when I meant to read mine because, and then read it again and say, that's not my address. That's, <laughs> I just want to be clear. That's your address. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They don't need to have that um, broadcast. They could just say, provide it and it could be a private thing. That's just them being, trying to intimidate. 
mm-hmm. are trying to intimidate through proxy, I guess is what that would be, because they're not the ones that are just opening it up for people that they know are unhinged that would come after you. Well, speaking of unhinged, unhinged people that come after people, did you see what happened to the I, – I can't remember his name right now – the guy running for governor in, in New York? Yeah, I've got this queued up here. Let me take a look here before we start talking about it. Um, so the current governor is Kathy Hochul. Yeah. She or Hokum. Oh shit. I thought I had it. She's uh she was the lieutenant governor under uh Cuomo. And so when he was disgraced and had to leave, uh and he was not fired, he'd like to point out that he resigned just because, you know, he didn't think that the taxpayers had to be putting up with all the accusations against him at this point. So he's just gonna step aside for now mm, and okay. let her take over. And she's nuts. Um but anyway. So, I've got the name now. Okay, go ahead. It's Republican Congressman, New York State uh, candidate for governor, Lee Zeldin. Okay. So Lee Zeldin's up at on a stage. And I will say the right played this way up up way more than they did. You know, this, uh, Sean Hannity's doing this. Oh, this is horrific and blah, blah. No. But there, there there's a reason. Yeah. Yeah. But this guy uh, walks up there and... They say former uh, Iraqi or he's a Iraq war veteran or whatever. And he walks up, just kind of moseys up to him and uh, has this has this keychain in his hand. Yeah, these are these self-defense tools they sell. Amazon will sell them. They look like a, a cat ears and you, mm-hmm. can, you can slip your first two knuckles through the, these holes and then the ears protrude so that you've got kind of a, a double spike to jab people with. It's, it's a self-defense thing that's not supposed to be like specifically lethal because they're not really super long. The ears. Yeah, and it's, it's like hard plastic. Yeah, it's basically just uh, it's, supposed to, it's supposed to be a legal defense kind of thing it's where supposed you're not to make, meant to kill people. With it's it. supposed to make anybody trying to hurt you very uncomfortable to be yeah. jabbed with. Anyway, so he went up there. <clears throat> Um, and he just kind of starts walking up to him and Lee Zeldin sort of looks at him like, Hey, what are you here for? And, uh, the guy goes, and you could hear him say it. He goes, uh, you're done. You're done. And he says it several times, but he goes like puts his hand up by Lee Zeldin's throat right. with this thing. Now I watched it closely and I yeah. saw what happened. Well, he grabbed him by the wrist. Well, even just, before that, this guy had this inexplicably, I don't know why he had this thing in his hand. Cause I really honestly don't believe he was going to stab him. Because what you see is he slow motion kind of reaches for the mic and they go, they go, well, that's what the left is saying, that he was just reaching for the mic to take the mic away. You're done. You're done taking the mic away. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I looked and he was, his, his hand wasn't clenched. It was open. Mm -hmm. He was open. He was reaching for the mic. So I, it doesn't, it's not an excuse though, you know, because if this would have been the other way around, there'd be fucking hell to pay. Mm -hmm. There'd be. You know, they'd be hyperventilating. They'd be talking about how, you know, Republicans are, are, are putting targets on Democrats. All that kind of stuff would be happening. So I'm happy to hear people like Hannity hyperventilate about this because he needs to to show how, how the you know, we need to fight fire with fire. I'm just tired of Hannity's hyperventilation. Yeah, but, but this guy, this guy, the fact that he even had it on him when he went up there, mm-hmm. it's even if he's a little bit unhinged and wasn't actually thinking of assassinating the guy and... and but the fact that you did that, it's just there's no excuse. You gotta have, you gotta pay the consequences for that. And well, think about this. Uh, you know, if you're carrying, legally carrying, whether it's a pistol or a knife or whatever, and you go into the airport and you forget you have it, mm-hmm. you can be arrested for that. Yeah, you didn't take it out, you didn't brandish it, you just had it. And this happens almost every day. Yeah, in the United States. Somebody does this in the airport. 
most of the time you don't hear about it because they don't arrest these people and, you know, but you can be arrested and charged for that. Yeah. Um, well, driving from one state to another with a car, with a, with a gun in your car, legally in one state, you drive through another state, get pulled over. That's happened to people in New York. Yeah. And they've got prison sentences for it. Yeah, they have. There was some woman who, um, you know, I'm thinking of this woman that it was, it was just a Pennsylvania, what happened to Penn, her, yeah. Pennsylvania because state she admitted trooper. she had it. Yeah. She's like, Oh, by the way, I do have my gun with me. And they're like, Oh, you do. And they, they said, you know what? They should have told her, turn around, just drive back across yeah. the bridge. Cause she was just, Oh like no, but they, you know, they were. Anyway, so this guy went up there and I don't care if he was reaching for the mic or if he had this in his hand with, he he didn't look to me in the video. Like he was actually trying to harm him. Like it wasn't aggressively threatening. If he was, he's really bad at it. Yeah. And he's slow. And he was, I would have said if he was trying to stab him in the throat with this thing, he was obviously, but the fact that he had it is absolutely. So, uh, Lee Zeldin stays on the mic and just grabs him by the wrist. And, you know, yeah, I've got a picture here. It's. And then so a bunch of other people swarm up there. That guy gets turned around, released the very next day without, without any yeah, bail that's, or anything. That's what I think is odd about it. I'm like, I'm, I'm even like people go, well, if this happened on, on the other way around, you'd be defending the person. I'm, I'm like, well, yeah, if it, if it looked like there's something to defend, I probably would. But looking at this, I'm not ready to go. This guy's an assassin, uh, you know, Antifa assassin or whatever. I'm like, yeah, something's odd about this. This guy's off. And the fact that they let him go, they probably found the same. They probably assumed the same thing. This guy w- was drunk or he wasn't. Yeah. He didn't even realize he had the knife in or whatever. It's which, I was probably on a keychain, you know, which is fine. But what brings me to this point originally is uh, Kathy Hochul. Is it Hochul? I think. I think. Anyway, the governor of New York had said she put out on Twitter and her social media where uh, this. Uh, this candidate was going to be. Sorry, I forgot his name again. Zeldin. Uh, Zeldin. Uh, put where his rallies were going to be and encourage people to go and disrupt them. Yeah. And after this happened, she did it again. Yeah. So had this been the other way around, not only would... Like if Ron DeSantis had done this and one of his followers had gone out there and tried this to somebody, um, he would have been... There'd be calls for his resignation. This other person would have been uh, probably held longer. You know, who knows? But it it isn't the same. And so what pisses me off is that they can have it one way but not the other. And it does bug me. Yeah. Zeldin uh, tweeted after his attack. He goes, uh, his words as he tried to stab me a few hours ago were, you're done. But several attendees, including uh, a woman running for um, Esposito, is her name? running for for office, jumped into the action and tackled the guy. Law enforcement was on the scene within minutes. The attacker will likely be instantly released under New York's laws. And then he was correct. Within hours of his arrest, uh, Jack Ubanis was released on his own recognizance. But he did get, I think, a charge with felony attempted assault in the second degree. Yeah. So. But you don't make it post bail. You don't do anything. Yeah, that's that's just, I mean, that's just showing you. Yeah. You know, the, the double standard. But everybody knows there is one. I was watching Tucker the other night talking about how, you know, Eric Holder did contempt of Congress, got away with it, and just didn't even show up. Didn't show up, and no, no problem, nothing happened. Um, he's a he's a millionaire, multimillionaire. Uh, but um, they ruined um, Flynn's life, General Flynn's life, mm-hmm. uh, for just supposedly lying by under, threatening his son. Yeah. And then they 
take Steve Bannon and say that he had you know, told him you have to show up for this January 6th hearings, even though Bannon was out of the White House for three years prior to this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why? I don't have any reason to have to go to that. And he tried to claim executive privilege, which he doesn't really have. Which anymore, is fine, but, but he had lawyers telling him, you don't have to do this. Yeah. But then they, you know, they basically put a gag order on him as it was going on. And uh, so he got sentenced? Uh, or did he, no, was he exonerated? He got, no, no, no. He got, uh, he went to trial. For contempt, for not showing And he up. got found guilty. He has not been sentenced yet. So the sentences could be as high as, uh, for the two charges, could be a total of two years. But they said it's more likely he's going to get... 60 days in jail. It's just ridiculous. And what he said was, he goes, if I go to jail, I go to jail. He said, this this isn't over yet. And what I heard um, on the Clay and Buck show is they basically believe he just, his lawyer said, we're not going to win in this forum, so let's just punt and move on to the next, next uh, court. And so it, they're pretty sure that this stuff's going to be dismissed or that he'll get a slap on the wrist or something and not have to serve any jail time, but kudos to him. He's, he's willing to do it. He said, look, I'll do it. That's fine. Uh, but he's, he's making a show of this whole thing saying, you know, he's not just trying to avoid it. He's turned and facing it head on and pointing out the hypocrisy of all of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I, I think I got onto the whole, just disgusted with with the hypocrisy and the double standard and the two tier justice system when the Tea Parties were active and Lois Lerner was in charge of the IRS mm-hmm. and she was going after the Tea Party uh, charity or not charities but five hundred one C's which is nonprofit uh, political organizations and uh, she went after them and and just like tried to destroy people. I mean these people were like they mm-hmm. were losing their not just not just the charity. Um, status, but they were going after their businesses, going after where they worked, and uh, come to find out, yeah, she did it. You know, she wasn't. She was the one. She knew. She. She. You know, there was no. Um, it was just a couple rogue officers yeah, in Cincinnati. Yeah, come but, on. But, but she knew, and guess what? She, what happened to her? Nothing. She got to retire with the golden parachute. Well, uh, like Trey Gowdy said, he he said she's at her uh, hearing. She goes, "I didn't do this, and I plead the fifth. And well, Trey you said, "You can't do that." He's like, you can't say, you know, I plead the fifth after you're saying I didn't do it. He goes, you testified. Yeah, you just testified. You should have, yeah. ple- if you wanted to plead the fifth, you should have said it before you claimed something about, about the charge. Yeah. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. But, I mean, Hillary's another good example. Um, Hunter Biden, supposedly, there's going to be some actionable stuff for him. Well, me, the but- only reason there's going to be actionable stuff for him is the same thing they did to General Flynn. They're just going to be going to Joe, hey, you're not running again, or we're going after your kid. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just blatant, all the bullshit he's been involved in. It's just nonsense. Well, did you see um, Katie Turr? She's a, um, she's a left-wing uh, news person on uh, CNBC, I think it is. Used to date Keith Olbermann, so that oh, tells you boy. about her. Okay. Yeah. He's unhinged, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That guy is completely undone. Anyway, she said... Um, she was doing... I can't remember if it was a Zoom interview or a vlog or something, but she was basically saying... I don't know why I'm doing this job. Nobody believes anything we say. She goes, I don't know if journalism in this current form or that I'm paraphrasing what she said, or that what I'm doing in this job um, is working because that, you know, they say like 80% of people distrust the media and I'm like, yeah, cause you fucking lie about stuff. Well, and then wasn't, I can't remember who said this. I wish I had a better memory for this stuff, but 
uh, one of these newscasters. I think it was on Morning Joe. It might have been, what's the blonde? Uh, Mika Brzezinski. She might have been the one that said that. But they were talking about how, you know, people are supposed to, um, you know, listen listen to the news and and um, and be informed and understand and, and, and learn from the news. And they're supposed to um, put all the facts together and, and come up with the conclusion. Because that's not their job, the listener or the watchers. It's our job to tell them what to mm-hmm. think. I don't know if she said exactly like that, but she basically said, you know, it's pretty close, pretty much said that it's our job to tell you what to think or tell them what to think. And it was like an off the cuff moment that she said that, but she meant it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't specifically that, but that, but that's what they were talking about. It was like, you know, said the quiet part out loud kind of thing. <laughs> so it's like the guy who said, uh, something about the liberal, uh, liberal world order, the, the yeah. Joe Biden economic advisor or something like yeah. that. Anyway, I, I think, um, you know, Katie Tour's point was, she said, you know, not only do most people not believe it, mo- and something like 80%, I can't cite the poll, but um, you can find her clip on uh, YouTube and she talks about it. She said it's something like 80% of people believe that newscasters are reporting things sometimes, sometimes that they know to be false. So. 80- well, I, I wouldn't expect 80% of people to say that, but... Well, it was some shockingly high number like that. It was yeah. like 80% don't trust the media. I mean, amongst conservatives, it's probably 99%. Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's some of that stuff, but um, it, it regardless of which side you're on, I think plenty of people, when they hear stuff they don't like at this point, regardless of side, they go, well, that can't be true. You know, people don't... I can't remember what the uh, what the uh, uh, phrase for it is, but people don't want to hear information. They want to hear things they agree with. Yeah. It's like the opposite of cognitive dissonance. But a good example of how the left is worse than the right on this kind of stuff is what we were just talking about with this guy attacking the guy running for governor mm-hmm. of New York. We're not going to automatically hear you know, the, the big talking heads on the right like Hannity go he was an assassination attempt oh we need to and you watch it and you go mm, was it though you know it was it was something but it wasn't like let's not let's not blow it out of proportion whereas the left they won't do that they, they would have been like he was trained by the cia and the Mossad. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean maybe QAnon people but <laughs> they're kind of scattered to the four corners at this point well well i'm convinced that a lot of them are liberals well, I think I think the whole thing was a psyop anyway by the left. He went on. Nice tinfoil hat you're wearing. <laughs> okay. No, I I just think uh, I I think there are certainly times when the right would do stuff like this too uh, historically. So let's just say this is human nature, but right now it is so bad on the left, and it's gotten so much worse that people just don't believe it anymore. Yeah. They just, they don't believe stuff. And it's amazing to me how many people, um, very smart people I know who watch a lot of news and then you'll bring up something like the, the truckers thing in Canada. And they're like, well, I don't know anything about that. Like, what do you mean? You don't know anything about that. Or the, um, the Netherlands, the, the farmer Mm -hmm. strike in the Netherlands, the, um, the, or not farmers protest, basically blocking roads, dumping manure at the, at the um, um, 
legislature and getting shot at by police, by the way. Well, and there were some of them that shot at the police. Too, I know. But, so. uh, I mean, they're they're pissed off because they're they're going to lose their livelihood completely. Yeah. It, I can't remember. Sticks, Hex and Hammer had a, a whole video about that because he's in the Netherlands. Yeah, That's where the, he lives. Yeah. They're, they're basically telling me for the green, the green stuff, you have to stop using fertilizer almost like the fertilizer that has any of the ammonia in it or mm-hmm. the night whatever the um gasoline produced but it's basically ammonia and but that cuts your production down a significant amount like like it's ridiculous like 60 percent. yeah and if you can't do it they're talking about like some uh state seizures of farmland yeah, yeah and stuff. It's, it's basically destroying the farmer yeah so uh we'll look at the hollow de Boer and, and tell that, me how that works out they tried that somewhere once before. russia yeah it didn't really work. Yeah, uh, that, and that's so funny. They they took the bread basket, and I think I think Ukraine was wasn't the Holodomor in Ukraine? I can't remember. I but they took like the bread basket uh, um, areas that were producing, and then they said, "You guys, we can't work on. You know, you can't sell your goods. We gotta we gotta central plan this thing." And they so they central planned the hell out of it, and the people that were producing the food starved to death. Well, yeah, they basically sent a lot of them off to labor camps because they refused to. Give up the food. Yeah. And then they put other people in running the farm. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And turns out, Mike Bloomberg, <laughs> you don't just dig a hole and put the seeds in the ground. Yeah. It's like Zimbabwe, too. You know, they got rid of all the white farmers because, hey, you know, white people, evil. And uh, either killed them or, or drove them out and then took over the farms. And, and the Zimbabwe was like the breadbasket of that area of Africa, it was exporting food. And as soon as that happened, they were starving. <laughs> I mean, it was like well, pretty much immediately. The the part we can agree with, and it's basically where a lot of the name of this uh, podcast comes from, is that white people are evil. <laughs> okay. Our, no, our, think about this. The name of our podcast is... There's a certain amount of white people that are evil. White bread? No, the, uh, the Karens. The overly educated liberals that we've been talking about all along. Okay. These people aren't good people. The Mika Brzezinski's of the world, they're evil people. Yeah. They think they're not, but they, they'll they say, listen, I'll tell you what to think. Yeah, most villains in a story don't believe they're villains. There are, there are a few. Well, it's I like mean. It's uh, like the one guy from uh, Serenity, the movie Serenity. Uh, oh, yeah, Elijah, yeah. Elijah, whatever the fuck his name he is. He knew he was a bad guy, though. Yeah, he he's like, uh, I have to be the monster. Yeah. So that, you know, he's so the society tool. can run. And But a guy like <laughs> Thanos, you know, is like, hey, look, I understand why you think I'm a bad guy, but I'm a good guy. Oh, yeah. So he doesn't even think he's a bad guy, yeah. Well, no, he... He knows he does bad things, but it's the greater good argument. Well, they're necessary. Yeah, greater good. He goes, look at all the people I'm saving. Yeah. You know? Without me, how much worse would it be? Yep. I guarantee you he'd have voted for Democrats. Yep. So. Well, speaking of voting for Democrats and them fucking shit up, Joe Biden announces new climate change orders. Did you hear this? Uh, sort of. So he traveled to Massachusetts to announce uh, the regime's new actions to combat climate change, telling the audience this is an emergency and I'll look at it that way, which if he declares climate change an emergency, that gives him all kinds of leeway to enact things like do an end run around Congress. Sort of. I mean, it's one of those things where he could do a lot of damage in a short period of time and and the next president could reverse everything. Well, he's, he's uh, passing some non-binding executive orders. Uh, yeah, he plans to bolster domestic offshore wind industry of the Gulf of Mexico and Southeast. Okay, fine. Just waste money. Sure. Have FEMA administer 
billion to help communities cope with rising temperatures. What does that even mean? Um, so he calls it an emergency. Stop short of declaring an actual national emergency. So, I mean, that's good. Um, uh, Democrat lawmakers and activists want that to be a climate emergency, though. Like they want him to declare it. Um, you know what? I want him to do it, too. Well, Congress doesn't have the votes to pass the Green New Deal. So Democrats want Biden to declare a national emergency and do it like a dictator. You know, you know why I want him to do it? Because it's just more doubling down on the stupid. Yeah. Just do it. Watch it and see what happens. Okay, Biden left the door open to declaring a national emergency in, in the name of climate, saying, I'm running the traps on the totality of the authority I have. I don't even know what that means. That's what the uh, that's what the teleprompter told him to say. Okay. And then it said, repeat the line, end yeah. of quote. End of quote. <laughs> uh, Federalist writer David uh, Harz, Harzani put it perfectly. He goes... There is no it's summer clause in the Constitution empowering the president to ignore the will of Congress and unilaterally govern when it gets hot. The rejection of the president's agenda by the lawmaking branch of the government isn't a justification for executive action. It's the opposite. The Senate has unambiguously declined to implement Biden's climate plan. Yeah. So. Well, what I think is so funny is, uh, and Clay and Buck were talking about this, is if it's an emergency, then it's an emergency. It's not, okay, well, we're going to handle this uh, next month. You know, it is and you have to do it now or it isn't. Yeah. So you can't say, hey, I'm going to do some stuff, but if you don't do the stuff I like, then I'm going to say it's an emergency. It either is or it isn't. Well, I mean, he's got to recover from his COVID before he can do anything really, right? Yeah. His, his cancer, I can't remember if it was cancer or COVID. Well, he said he had cancer. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's becoming so clear. Do you hear Jimmy Fallon's joke about it? Jimmy mm. Fallon, who's like the least political of all of the uh, yeah. night, night show hosts, he says uh, um, Fauci is going to be retiring at the end of Biden's presidency. Of course he is because he knows he's going to get fired. You know, when oh, they, yeah, of course. So uh, he says, ah, oh, he's going to retire. I'm going to retire and you know, move, get on with my life. Uh, anyway, uh, Jimmy Fallon goes, yeah, so Fauci said this and everyone looked at joe and said mr biden do you have anything to say <laughs> do you have any news for us i no. mean the left is turning on him too but the problem is who are they going to turn to kamala well so <laughs> ann coulter was on with clay and buck was yeah this is me pumping up the clay and buck show uh like they need it uh for me <laughs> but she said they have no bench whatsoever no and they said they don't want kamala but how is the Democrat Party at this point going to try and throw another white guy out there? And Clay and Buck were saying, I think it's going to be Gavin Newsom. And she goes, it another can't white be. Guy, yeah. She goes, it can't be. It, you know. If you don't vote for Gavin Newsom, you ain't blackjack. Yeah. Exactly. Is he going to try to pull that? Yeah, exactly. So she goes, how do you ignore the first uh, woman of color? I mean, she's a woman and she's of color, of two colors, apparently, mm. in, the, uh, in, the, in the White House. How do you pass her over without being misogynist and racist and all that stuff? Yeah. And she would be a joke. Yeah, everybody hates her. I would love to see someone like DeSantis go up against her. And I'll say right now, I honestly hope it's I'm not. talking. Yeah. I am the, I'm the vice president and I am talking right yeah. now. That, I mean, that's her That's her argument style. If, if she did that, I'd be like, well, you're not saying anything. Yep, you exactly. Know? Um, 
I'll say right now, I don't want it to be Trump again. I just don't. No, and I don't either. If it is, I'll throw all my support right. behind him. But I would rather it wasn't because I'm consistent about this. He's 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 past he's past his prime. Well, and he's too much of a distraction. Mm. Um, I think he's ramping up the crazy a little. His Twitter game stuff. You, you have to be worried at his age that he, he could like start getting goofier. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna go goofy, and I added her at the end because he's kind of goofy already. Well, but he was goofy in a good way. But it wouldn't take much to turn goofy into like ooh, ooh, like yeah. cringe goofy. Yeah, but um, well, he was bordering on some cringe goofy. But I mean, all of the stuff they tried to, all of the scandals they tried to find in him, they didn't find yeah, anything. I, I, no, don't get me wrong, I I loved Trump as president. I he, thought he was he a did, great. President. He did some shit I didn't like. Uh, some stuff, but you know, nobody's going to be a hundred percent unless you're, you know, unless you're a sycophant, you're not going to agree with a hundred percent with somebody. So you, you know, like the bump stock ban and the, and the having Kardashian in the white house talking about, you know, getting, um, cop killers out, out of prison and drug dealers and stuff. That kind of shit bothered me, mm-hmm. but, it, it, but you got to take the whole mm-hmm. and as a whole, he did very good. Well, this fight he's getting into with Elon Musk is just stupid. Yeah. He's just, he does stuff. And it's like, you still have to go, okay, it's still on, on on whole it's good but yeah I, I would rather him be um you know a kingmaker i'd rather well, have him be uh you know c- campaigning for for someone like DeSantis. my big reason is i i don't want someone who's in there for four years i want someone who's got a shot at being in there for eight years that's you good, know that's a good point and i think DeSantis has a shot at doing that as much as i would love him to stay in florida and keep causing problems for the left because i think that's where the real power is is in the states yeah um but I want someone who's in there for eight years. But this fight he had with Elon Musk recently, and it's not because I'm just such a huge Musk backer. He did make Musk look kind of bad. Um, but I, it, it felt to me like he said, man, Elon's getting a bunch of attention. I got to get in on that. Yeah. And then he did, and he took this shot at him sort of out of nowhere. And and he had his follow-up one ready. You, you got to admit, that's, that's one place where Trump's uh, – Trump's shit talking game is so good because he gives you the first one and he's ready for it to come back and he gives you a second one. And yep. most people are trying to go, aha, to your gotcha, and they're not ready for it to come again. So I just I looked at that and go, God, I don't want four more years of this shit. I just I want someone who's gonna well, get in there and, and, and say, that's where I'm I I I'm different. I differ with you because I liked all the shit. I liked that's what we needed. We needed that breath of fresh air. The problem with him is he didn't have enough people to you know to 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 fill up the infrastructure that he needed he wasn't politically savvy enough well and he didn't have the people like everybody put in there weren't savvy or he couldn't trust you know so they had a bunch of people backstabbing him so he he he, i liked i liked his bravado i liked his you know um more of the people kind of stuff i liked his not so polished Mm -hmm. I, i i think that's good like you know, you and I disagree a little bit on Marjorie Taylor Greene, too. You know, um, a little bit, a lot. But I mean, she is a voice for people that that aren't, you know, the political class. And that's good to have that. It, you need that. And uh, she just recently got and I'm getting on a tangent here, but she got in trouble for talking about uh, Levine general. What is it? Uh, the uh, Health and Human Resources. Biden's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's her, what's his name? Admiral. Admiral something Levine. Um, some female name because it's a dude pretending to be a woman. Um, 
And she said some tweeted something out about how he's not pretending he believes. Yeah. So he came out with some speech saying that he wants to affirm um, gender transition stuff for, and he didn't say it that way, but gender transition for kids. Now he didn't put it in those words, but he basically said uh, gender affirming care is what he called it. Yeah. He basically said, get out of the way and let kids transition. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that includes chemical castration that, uh, uh, you know, mastectomies that concludes all kinds of, bullshit and she came out with a tweet that was you know kind of belligerent and said you know and said his name his dead name or richard something whatever leaving and said hey you know if you're promoting um this did you get your dick cut off and then hashtag you know get the get the cut or something 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 like pretty provocative provocative and there's republicans going oh that's 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 too far that's too far no it's not and uh, I think we need people like that. She, I mean, maybe she shouldn't be like the top of the, the, the tip of the spear, but she needs to be in the arsenal and, and someone like her is good. And I, more, another tangent, Tim pool talking about media, Tim pool is a kind of a f- n- famous fence sitter. Um, but it's, he's in, doing important stuff because guess what? He has her on immediately after that. Mm-hmm. And he has her on with people that are liberals mm-hmm. on the show and having a discussion that that's you don't get that anywhere else in mainstream media right and that's good because then you're hearing from her mouth and you're hearing tim say to the liberal guy he's got on the show um who's the liberal guy it's a new it's an mma x mma fighter that is kind of a liberal but he's against the woke stuff because he got called out and he got basically Mm. his life ruined from it so he still considers himself left or, or liberal but now he's on the show and so he's basically joe rogan yeah something like that so but he was talking, you know, he's got the attitude of, oh, this is some batshit crazy, crazy stuff. She said they wouldn't say the quote. So I had to really look it up. It wasn't that terrible. But they're like, yeah. And Tim's like, yeah, but here's the thing. Just before that, we had Stein, that comedian Stein, go and call uh, uh, AOC and, and kind of harass her and, and catcall her and say she has a big booty Latina and, he, and how beautiful she looked, even though she kills babies or is, is a is for killing babies. She still has a great, nice, big booty, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and Tim, and Tim was like, I just, I thought that was really a bad move. I just don't understand. And then I realized after talking to him, that was, that was a great move. He got her to say something about January 6th. He got her to say January 6th was an inside job after that. Yeah. So I think it was actually a very good move. And I didn't even realize it. It's like the four forty chess. And then he goes, so Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, this is a terrible thing. She said, and this, I wouldn't say it, but then on the other hand, we're talking about it. And, and, and so he had her on to explain it and he goes, and he tells this guy, he goes, because the guy was kind of going after her and he goes, here's the funny thing. I've had her on the show. You're going to like her. I'll have her on show and, and she'll, she'll accept, she'll come here and she'll talk and you're going to like her. And he's like, yeah, I probably will. It's going to be weird. <laughs> well, here's the thing where I'm, I'm separating her crazy and I could get into the things she said, but it's not worth it. What you're talking about is something different. And I... I thought there was too much focus on this uh, when it came to Trump. Like, he's not presidential, you know? And I thought that was used too much as an excuse. However, there is some sense of decorum I think you need to have in the office. And Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't have any of it. I don't disagree with her being able to say that stuff. I think that's suited better for a Tim Pool, a Joe Rogan, a something like that. It would be like if you had a teacher that you went in to see your uh, kid uh, you know, a conference for or something. And the teacher went, look, let's face it. Your kid's all kinds of fucked up on math. And you would be like, whoa, yeah. okay. Now, there's, 
there's a certain way of communicating that you want the office to have. Now, I think they dismissed far too much of Trump's stuff like that. And I like that he talked in a more sort of real way. Um, but Marjorie Taylor Greene, just like AOC, seems to want to be in there to be controversial. And and she does like the, the spotlight. Right. And that's the stuff I don't like about her. Yep. And Lauren Boebert, she says some controversial things, but she does it in a, a more sly way. You know, like the thing with the backpack when she mentioned Ilhan Omar? Omar? Did you see that a couple months ago? Something about she said something about uh, oh Ilhan Omar's gonna, oh but she doesn't have a backpack on so you're safe or something like that. It, oh, I mean, just <laughs> I remember that now. Uh, st- you know, shots like that get exchanged in Congress all the time. You know, and so it, I think I think you can walk a line there without being. If they're all like that, it'd be a problem. But I think having someone like her in there, and there was the other guy that just got voted out in the wheelchair. Um, to have these outsiders come in and kind of point out all the ridiculousness right. from within. Because you're not going to get someone like Tim Pool on the outside seeing this. So she's the one that comes out and says, they're taking votes and they're not even there. And I, I, I'm I, showing up and going, no, you have to be here to make this vote. Like there's certain things that you find out from someone who's an outsider who's not trying to be part of the club. Right. That, that that's good to have in there. And I think so that's, that's, the, that's the role she's playing right now. I just don't always... I don't always like the way she conveys that message. Yeah. Um, But I remember years ago, I mean, this is like late 90s. This is a Minnesota politics thing. To be honest, I can't remember which side was doing what, but they're being interviewed live in the rotunda for um, these these lawmakers, Minnesota lawmakers, being interviewed in the rotunda in St. Paul live. And from the second floor... The other party was lowering little um, uh, pigs on um, on a fishing line, you know, with like reels and rods and into the live shot and oinking and stuff like that. Because it's supposed to be, oh, your pigs for money or what? something like that. And I'm just like, this is not how these people should act. Yeah. There needs to be some fucking adults here. Well, yeah, you watch um, you watch the um, parliamentary in, in Great Britain and it's a big show of. of heckling and booing and it's almost like a weird it's it's a weird thing to watch these these guys go after each other and cheering and booing and and it's like that doesn't seem right see i think it does really you get an immediate idea of how people uh how people um feel about stuff but at the same time they stay in their seats you know um the person running the show uh that's whatever the lord of the Lord of the Manor or whatever yeah. it is. I don't know. Whatever it is. Uh, the House of Lords Lord or <laughs> whatever that title is. I mean, the guy, he's got the wig on and everything. Everybody listens to him. You know, people, there's a sense of decorum in that. And that's sort of a longstanding tradition they have. And, uh, you know, they don't necessarily shout each other down. But when somebody says something controversial, they'll go, harump, harump kind of thing. And, and you sort of have to be able to have the stones to stand up there and say, yeah, I know you don't like what I'm saying right now. And I don't think a person like AOC can do that. I think she needs it quiet in the room and she needs to be around people who like her to be able to say her shit. Yeah. I think if you had to stand up there and take incoming on stuff, most of these people in Congress would be like, I don't want to do this job anymore. Yeah. I don't get paid enough for this. Well, even somebody like Marjorie Taylor Greene would get flustered by that and probably like respond like kind of cringe, say something cringe. Yeah. That's well, that's the thing about her that I worry that she'll 
and she probably has, but I, I can't, on top of my head, I can't think of it, but she's probably done, said or sent some cringe things, but that's better than being part of the machine and you're not knowing what's going on and you don't know if you can trust them because they're not speaking up and not saying things that you want them to say. They're like, are you actually speaking for me? Because all I hear is, is government talk from you. So yeah. you, you need that. Yeah. I just, I don't like the way she goes about it. Yeah. Well, you didn't like, uh, what's the Minnesota Senator, um, uh, female, you know, you don't like these female females in office for some reason. Um, I think you're confusing me with you. The, um, what the, why am I having a blank on her name? Uh, there's a famous picture of her eating a, a corn dog at the state fair. Oh yeah. I, I thought, uh, Michelle Bachman. There we go. Michelle Bachman. I can, can think of Michelle A little Bachmann. too much res, uh, religious zealotry for mm. me. Yeah. I, I liked it. I, I, I thought she knew, she knew it's not a theocracy, but it's okay to speak about religion in, mm-hmm. in, in the office. And that's, that, that kind of is good. I like that. No, I liked her in general, but she, and when I say religion, I mean Christianity. Yeah. When <laughs> she would get, um, a little too preachy for me sometimes yeah. it starts to turn me off a little bit. I, I consider religion to be a fairly private thing and I'm, I'm not, I'm just not comfortable with people who shove it in my face all the time. So, well, yeah, I mean, a lot of the church is trying to proselytize. So, I mean, well, it's like here. Here's a great example. Uh, my wife and kids and I we say we say grace before dinner all the time, right? Our kids switch off every night. I don't say it out loud because I just I don't believe in I. To me, that's a private thing. Hmm. So, yeah. so yeah, I'm just it's uh, it's not for me. Hmm. I think like people used to say, uh, you don't talk about religion or politics in the family table. I think you can talk both. I think it can be because it's very, it's very central to your life. Both, both things are. So why not talk about them? That's just my attitude. Well, I'm not saying not talk about them. You know, it's when you, it's when you make it, it's when you do the sort of drop the mic thing, um, you know, it's this way, drop the mic, boom. And you're like, well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, like if you talk about abortion, you don't have to bring religion to, into it, but it's okay to bring religion into it. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you know. But uh, Matt Walsh was good. He's like, he's like, I'm ca- he's a Catholic and he's staunchly Catholic. And when he made his um, except he got a tattoo. Yeah, when he made his movie though about the about the transgenderism stuff, he people were upset from the right, saying, "Well, why didn't you bring the fact you know bring God and, and stuff into it?" I didn't have to. Yeah. By the way, I'm I'm kidding about the tattoo thing. I don't care if he gets it. Yeah. But raised, ta- raised Catholic. I, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to do it. Yeah. Well, I got a story here. We're going to transition. Um, we got a few minutes. Germany's Ministry of Health came out with uh, something that said one in 5,000 Germans have suffered serious side effects from COVID injections. That's a lot. And that's the kind of stuff you're you're hearing um, across the world. And you're, any of these um, big media you know, the social media stuff is shutting any of this down. There was, there was a, uh, uh, Facebook page for people that had suffered side effects. They shut that down from the, from the vaccines, um, TikTok, all that kind of stuff. They well, because you know, it's all, it's all lies. Yeah. It's all lies. So after aggressively pushing the COVID vaccines on the people, Germany's ministry of health admitted on Wednesday that one in 5,000 Germans have suffered serious side effects ever being injected with the genetic products. Germans tried to implement a mandatory COVID vaccination policy for the entire population earlier this year, locked down the unvaccinated over the winter months, barring unvaccinated Germans from entering restaurants, pubs, cinema, gyms, cultural events, and non-essential shops. 
The German federal parliament rejected the compulsory vaccine proposal in April, but not before over 76% of German people were fully vaccinated. One in 5,000 people is affected by a serious side effect after a COVID-19 vaccine. If you suspect side effects, get medical attention, report your symptoms to uh, Germany Institute of Vaccines and Biometrics tweeted the uh, uh, Federal Ministry of Health. I'm not even going to pr- try to pronounce this German. Holy man. The Glockensplacken. The Bundesminister für Gesundheit. Super long. Um, I saw, by the way, I saw some TikTok video the other day about uh, it was it was one of those things where they show a country on a map and they impose the the eyes and mouth on it like a person doing it and they said uh you know okay we're gonna we're gonna um uh figure out the words for some of these things and you know hospital should be fairly universal or so we'll call it hospital and it was like hospital and all this and they get to germany and they go germany and they just has a look on his face goes germany (laughs) klagenhausen like (laughs) something like that yeah Italy like goes what? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Twitter, one Twitter user responded German. It's nice of you to point it out now. Uh, According to PEI Germany, the serious adverse events occur per dose, not patients. Therefore, the real numbers appear to be worse than the ministry reported. Uh, Contrary to what the ministry says, the risk of one in five thousand for serious side effects does not relate to people, but to doses. Tweeted Stefan Holmberg, professor of public economics at Leibniz University. With five doses per person, the calculated, calculated risk is already one in 1,000. Well, there's I got lots of thoughts on this. One, I would have to know what serious side effects are. You know, what do they I mean? I mean, it goes on. It will go I into know. it. But what they mean by serious, you know, anything from, look, myocarditis, permanent myocarditis, that's a serious side effect. Temporary myocarditis. Significant uh, fertility risk. That's a, that's a serious side effect. Things like Bell's palsy. Okay, you get there's a certain amount of that you get from all vaccinations. So you'd have to you'd have to sort of factor in what normally happens versus what it is. But here's the thing about the vaccines. Um, and I'm going on a trip to Europe, so I had to get boosted again, or I just can't even go. You know, um, I'm not I'm not for these vaccines. I'm pissed off that we had to get them for our kids to go on this trip, um, and I just. I'm looking at this going, you have a president who one year ago, plus a few days, said, look, you get this vaccine, you're not going to get COVID. Yeah. yeah. He's get ba- all vaccinated, guaranteed. boosted twice, and they're saying he didn't really, he's not really suffering any side effects. He's Fuck just, you with that. But the point is, the guy's super high risk in all this. He didn't need to get this vaccine. This bullshit, too, of, of I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, it's bullshit. That that it reduces um, the side effects. You can't fucking be sure of that. Well, there was a point for a couple of strains that it did. Okay, that. now it can't. Right, but um, now everybody Alex, gets mild. Alex Berenson, who has been right on all this stuff all along, simply just reporting the facts, said they will admit now behind closed doors that the the strain you're getting vaccinated for is the original strain, which doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it does not exist. There is no point in getting these shots. Yeah. None. And I'm not a conspiracy guy. By the time they're, but, they're pushing it. But Pfizer is making a lot of money yeah. off the fucking And by government. the time they're pushing it, and they still are pushing it, um, and I finally ended up getting it, um, it was a mild 
um, a mild um, scratchy throat, not even sore, just a mild scratchy throat. Oh, for throat. a second, I thought you were saying you got the vaccination. Yeah, I was no, like, no. what? This is huge yeah, news. I got, I got the COVID and it was a mild scratchy throat, um, a mild, um, not even congestion, just, you know, a, a mild cold symptom. And I lost my sense of taste and smell for two weeks. Um, and they're, they're, um, the person I know that got the vaccine did have shorter span of symptoms. It seems like, like instead of having, well, didn't, didn't lose the sense of taste or smell, but that's, that's like random. They're saying even people that got vaccinated lost their sense of taste and smell when they, when they contracted it. So that's just a random thing. And then, but, um, this other person that got the vaccine and pretty much got it at the same time I did, uh, COVID at the same time I did seem to recover faster but that's just but you, who can that can be what? on an, that yeah. can be on an individual basis yeah, you just never know maybe she, that person had more b vitamins or something it's just well that's like that you're, what's that stuff uh, airborne that they always yeah. said oh take this week yeah when you feel is. a cold Zycam coming on airborne yeah and it'll lessen the symptoms it's like they finally had to stop saying that because yeah. they're like you can't even prove that's true and it's probably true like if you're on top of your b vitamins and all that you probably will shorten it will shorten the effects who of knows? this kind of stuff but um i'm just it, it it's okay to have these vaccines. It's okay to have these medical you know, intervention stuff and, and uh, not just vaccines, but um, after the fact. Um, therapeutics. Therapeutics. It's okay, but never, ever force it on people. Right. The, the only ones I agree with are when you say things like, hey, if you're going to go to public schools and you need to have the polio vaccine because, you know, stuff like that. If you don't want to go to the public school, that's fine, you know. But there are some of these diseases that the vaccine will prevent. And if you want the vaccine or if you don't want that, then you should get it. But this isn't preventing anything. Yeah. You know, well, while serious side effects are reportedly high in Germany, data from the German Bureau of Statistics are showing a very large drop in births and abortions starting in January this year. This data, while concerning, is not surprising given the latest studies showing significant fertility risk for men and women. The pro-vaccine narrative is unraveling throughout the world. Evidence continues to come that the jab is not only ineffective, but can be dangerous. In the United States, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS, has compiled more than 1.3 million reports of vaccine implicated, so it's not proven. Uh, adverse events ranging from mild to severe, including 29,000 deaths. Yet the Centers for Disease Disease Control and Prevention continues to claim that injections are safe and effective. Yeah, maybe overall, you know, percentage-wise, you know, you take into account everything, you can you can claim that, but you can't just say that without going, but there are side effects for some people. There are deaths involved. It's for some people, very small amount. As there are with any vaccination. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, then you should never have to force somebody for that to do something like that. I agree. But I also think of the key point here that nobody's talking about is it only should be a vaccination if it stops what you get. Yeah. So in other words, look, if I get a tetanus shot, they last 10 years. I know I'm not getting tetanus. Okay. If I get the polio vaccine, I'm not dying of polio. If you get this vaccine, you're getting this vaccine. That's all that's happening. But we're also not hearing the whole story because there's such a push to legitimize it. So maybe 20, 30 years from now, we'll hear stuff like there's, um, since the vaccine mandates were implemented last fall, life insurance companies have shown an alarming rise in non-pandemic related morbidity. Uh, last December, the head of an Indianapolis-based insurance company announced that the death rate among working-age people in the state had shot up a stunning 40% from pre-pandemic levels, providing further evidence, according to this article, 
that the vaccine mandates are doing more harm than good. Now, I know that they're, this article is like really pushing the, the the hard, my view hard, and and they don't have evidence for that. Right. But what I'm saying, there isn't evidence. That's all I'm saying. And you can't just sit there, you're full of shit, you're a conspiracy guy. I'm like, no, I'm just like, I'm, I'm cautious. Yeah. And and I should be allowed to be cautious without trying to ruin my life and my family's life and my friends' lives and, and make me a non, non-citizen for that. There's, 100%. And then people go, like you were saying, though, what about all the vaccines that are proven effective for polio and all that? And, uh, you know, kids get that. And I'm like, yeah, there's that. <laughs> but um, from going forward, um, it's okay to scrutinize this and go, no, this isn't right. A hundred percent. So, But I, I think a vaccine should prevent, or at least like in the tetanus thing where you have to have a booster every 10 years, yeah. it should seriously inhibit the long-term chance of you getting it. Yeah. Or prevent it. And this is not doing that. And our president is a perfect example. Yeah. So. I mean, the guy is the guy is about as insulated as it gets. Um, he's high risk. He's had several aneurysms. He's just, I mean, he's, the more you see him, the more you realize he's cognitively impaired. Yeah. Um, so something's up with him. He's had all of his boosters and everything, and he's still got it. Yep. You yep. know? So... And by the way, they're like, well, he's doing pretty well because, uh, you know, he's had his boosters. No, he's doing pretty well because he has the best fucking medical treatment in the world. And then there's hypocrisy on top of that of him going out without the mask and and glad handing people and being in in groups. And then having Ducey ask, um, what's her name? The lesbian, the the minority lesbian. um, The one who can't look up and talk to people. The one who uh, has to read everything. Press secretary. Yeah. Asks her, uh, you know, hey, you know, this is he's he's not wearing a mask he's he's not social distancing and then she tries she tries to justify it by first of all going yeah but you know big deal basically is what I she know. said i mean that's almost exactly what i mean it wasn't those words but it's like yeah that's the past it happened but let's look at the future <laughs> it's like that's their answer for every bit of hypocrisy they have it's like yeah it happened who cares well they do the same thing it's so the, long ago it not, doesn't matter not to I'm not going to go off on this whole thing, but it's like the whole Hunter Biden thing when they're like, uh, uh, Hunter Biden is not the president. He's a private <laughs> citizen. It's like, he's the president's fucking kid. Yeah. You know, you go after Don Jr. about stuff. Supposedly or the Trump smartest man uh, 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 he knows. Well, it might be because he hangs around with some pretty fucking mm-hmm. stupid people. Like Dr. Jill Biden, PhD. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you see Gutfeld's thing the other night when they said, well, they consulted with his his physician and they showed a picture of her. <laughs> Well, according to Whoopi Goldberg, she's an f- amazing um, uh, surgeon. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, she's medical an doctor. Sur- exceptional surgeon. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, that's uh, that's about time for oh, us. Oh, wow. Holy cow. I have so much more. Yeah, uh-huh. I, wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to the time. That's I've got a it. bunch of local Minneapolis stuff we'll have to get into next time. Yeah. About our crime and crime, uh, rampant crime and homeless encampments. That's, that's not happening. Homeless encampments are, are getting close, finally getting close. You know why? Why? Because. Houses or buildings are burning down around them. <laughs> it's just a coincidence. And I want to talk about Starbucks closing in all the, the liberal cities. But according to the Starbucks CEO, it's not just it's not liberal cities. It's America. It's an America problem. I, I don't know about that. He seemed to go after the local uh, politicians pretty hard. Did he? Well, but he did. his initial thing was like, there's a problem in America. It's like, no, it's a problem well, in blue he, cities. He did say um, local officials are not basically not enforcing the law. Okay. Real so. quick before we go, 
I was going to bring up the city clears homeless camp after nearby homes burned down. So police at the scene said about 100 people were removed from the encampment. And this was in, um, where was this? Uh, Phillips neighborhood of Minneapolis. So the problem is there's other camps that have gotten closed down and they show up again the next day mm-hmm. after they get, and then you've got the tents back, like new tents back. And uh, St. Paul seems to be really bad now. I don't know. Minneapolis, they seem to kind of gotten rid of some of them because there are a lot more, but St. Paul has them everywhere. Well, that's because St. Paul's got the overeducated white liberals going, well, if they should have some place to stay. Yeah. So not but, in my backyard, but, but there's more, this, some you know, more, more rapes and murders and, and vandalism and things burning down. Look, we'll if, be able you're, to talk about it. if you're going to make an omelet, <laughs> you're going to break some it's for the greater good. Yes. It's to exactly. usher, usher in the greater good, which is yes. um, communism. Exactly. All right. On that note, if you want to get in contact with us, Facebook, Brent yeah. Circus's podcast. Yeah, check it out. You can comment. You can respond to us. Like, share, all that stuff. See you, bye.